Hey, and welcome back. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I am excited for this episode because we are going to talk about doing life with other people. And we're going to talk about in real life, IRL, as they say. So this isn't just about, you know, Zoom calls and texting people, maybe even phone calls. Those all those things are all great. And there's a place for those things. But we also need to be connecting in real life with people. That is how we're meant to live in community and in connection with other people. Right? That's how we support each other. And that's how we are loved. And that's how we're supposed to gather. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Hi, beautiful friend, and welcome to Faith-Fueled Woman. I want to ask you, are you ready to accept the invitation we've been given to step into the adventure of pursuing God and what He has for us? Hi, I'm Kristen. I am an encourager. I'm a Christian inspirational speaker, author, and podcaster. I help women grow in their faith, purpose, and business so they can have lasting legacy and impact in their homes and in the world. If you want to partner with God to design your life to be less hurried, less stressed, be more excited and feel alive in your purpose and commitment to God, and your family. This is the podcasting community for you. Grab your favorite beverage, your prayer journal, and your pen, and let's be encouraged. Okay, before we jump into today's episode, I just want to mention two things to you real quick. One is, if you haven't already, go to kristenfitch.com and subscribe to my email list. I actually have a seven-day encouragement challenge as well I can send you that is both encouraging. It gives you a couple little activities and then a little Christian inspiration as well. So I would love it if you would join me over there with my email. And number two is if you've enjoyed the show, I would love it if you'd share an episode with a friend of yours, or if you can leave me a rating and review on Apple podcasts, it helps other people discover the show and this show get elevated so that we can connect and reach with, I mean, reach out to more people and grow this community. So if you can just take a minute real quick and do that, it would be, it would mean so much to me. So thank you so much. Okay, let's dive right in. So let's see. First of all, I am excited because my family's gathering tonight at my house for, you know, just to get together. It's been weeks, actually, maybe longer than that, that we've all come together, at least all my family within, in the 30 minutes from each other. And then I have one brother, I think, that's coming that lives about two hours away. But we're just getting together because it's been too long. Uh, my dad has had some injuries and so he lives nearby. So, you know, most of us have seen him on our own, but we just haven't gotten together, all of us. So I'm excited for that. So I think between that and then just what everyone's gone through in the last couple of years with COVID and just, you know, a lot of people still, a lot of people are obviously gathering in person and they're going to church in person and have been for some time. But there's still other people, right, that are still worried. You know, they're scared about, um, of getting sick or the virus or whatever it might be. So I think what changed though, is people started getting used to being at home more, right? Uh, being less or gathered less, being in community less. They got used to being by themselves or being only maybe with one or two other people. And while I think it's good and healthy to have time in solitude, and I think it's healthy to, you know, really nurture a relationship or two, I think it is important that we connect with other people on three levels. The first is that we connect in person with close friends. Number two is we connect in person with a community or communities. And number three is that we are willing and not afraid to connect with strangers, you know? So those are the three things I want to talk about today. And I think, you know, a good example of this is, is what did Jesus do, right? He went 
from town to town or community to community, you know, speaking to people, teaching people, you know, and then connecting with them. And then that's what the prophets went and did as well. And, but people in all of history have always lived in community. I mean, that even goes back to, you know, living in community for protection, living in community so that you can share resources. I mean, there was always reasons to live in community, but sometimes the way we live now in our own homes and less need for protection or going and getting our food, sometimes we disconnect from that need of community and we wonder why we're feeling lonely or disconnected or, you know, so many other things we could be feeling. So let's see. First of all, in scripture, it's Matthew 18, 20. It says, for where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in your midst, right? So the first thing is, of course, we can and should have a relationship. We should listen to God. We should pray to him on our own. But there is a power that is, you know, when we're gathered together, especially, you know, in his name, you know, in praise or worship or prayer or fellowship. And so I think it's super important. I think it's more important than people realize. And just to be super clear here, uh, I get that a lot of people over many years, but especially since COVID, they may not have, they may not be going back to their church home, or maybe they're questioning if that's the right church home for them. And I 100% get it. I'm somewhat in the same boat as well. I've tried different churches over the years, and I had one that was my church for a long time. And I'm still actually trying to find my next church home. There's a new church coming that's come to the area that I'm going, I'm hoping to go to next weekend. Um, It's more of a meet and greet. But anyways, so I totally get that if you're in that place and just know that a lot of people are, a lot of people are working through that and don't let the newness, the like past experiences you've had, don't let that stop you from trying to find a community of people. And it doesn't even have to be a community of church, you know, Christian people only, right? It's, it's about having community and just being of service. And of course, you know, just serving them with the love and hope that Jesus promises us. All right. So let's get going. So doing life with other people, but in real life, right? An actual connection. So when it comes to close friends, some of us are fortunate and we have close friends that live right nearby us that some of us probably make the time and see them regularly and others of us get busy with life and we may not make that a priority. The first thing I would just say to you is you, those people are there to lean on and for them to lean on you. And so put in the time that you can put in when you can put it in. I think it's important because the harder things you walk through, the more you're going to need those close people that that tight circle that's going to support you, that's going to be able to be there for you, that you can share intimate things with. And so I think it is important. And I think we need to look at our priorities if we're not making time for friends very often. And then some of us have friends that live across the country, you know, maybe we've moved or they've moved. And I have both. I mean, I definitely have my closest, many of my closest friends that live nearby, but I also have long distance friends, right? And it doesn't mean I see them very often. I may not even talk to them very often, but you still have to, right? You have to still make that effort, plan a trip or, you know, get on the phone with them or something, but it's so important. And so I want to share a little excerpt from uh, the book, Bittersweet by Shana Nyquist about, you know, friendships and priority, the pr- 
prioritizing community. And so she says this. Share your, share your life with the people you love, even if it means saving up for a ticket and going without a few things for a while to make it work. There are enough long, lonely days of the same old thing. And if you let enough years pass, and if you let the routine steam all your life, you'll wake up one day, isolated and weary, and wonder what happened to all those old friends. You'll wonder why all you share is Christmas cards, and why life feels lonely and bone dry. When we, we were made to live connected and close, as close as we all were for those days, and Almeida holding one another's babies, taking turns stirring whatever's on the stove. So walk across the street, or drive across town, or fly across the country, but don't let really intimate, loving friendships become the last item on your long to-do list. Good friendships are like breakfast. You think you're too busy to eat breakfast, but then you find yourself exhausted and cranky halfway through the day and discover that your attempt to save time totally backfired. In the same way, you can try to go it alone because you don't have time or because your house is too messy to have people over, or because making new friends is like the very worst parts of dating. But halfway through a hard day or hard week, you realize in a flash that you're breathtakingly lonely and that Christmas cards aren't much company. Get up, make a phone call, buy a cheap ticket, open the front door, because there really is nothing like good friends, like the sounds of their laughter and the tones of their voices and the things they teach us in the quietest, smallest moments. And I find that so true. And, you know, uh, if you've been listening to one of my podcasts for a little bit, you know that I do prioritize friendships and people. And that means sometimes I'm not available to do something else, but I, that to me is at the top, one of the things at the top of the list besides my family. All right. Now community, how do we have connections and relationships in a community in real life, especially if maybe we've hesitated or maybe we've gotten comfortable not doing that, or maybe we've gotten comfortable with it and realized we actually don't want to go back to bigger group things. And what I would say to you is, you can have small community, you can have large community, you can have both. I don't want you to step into it in a, because of fear. I mean, I don't want you to go about it with being afraid. Be open-minded, be open-hearted to new opportunities to be parts of communities you've already been a part of or new communities that either you create or you step into that someone else has created. But I think it's important. And I think we have so much to share with each other by living in community. And like I said, this could be being a good neighbor, getting to know your neighbors, inviting them over. This could be, you know, a church community. It could be a social community, right? Maybe your kids all go to school together or play sports, whatever it is where you support each other and you can lean on those people for things, you know, it could be carpooling. It could be that your family has a diagnosis or they're sick and you could really use that helping hand or an extra meal. So we need community to help us do life, right? To do it better. And to remember it's only about people. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about loving people well, and it's about letting people in, you know, being vulnerable and being there for them and vice versa. The next thing is, is strangers. And when I say strangers, what I'm really saying is the people that aren't your close-knit group and the people that aren't in communities where you see them regularly. So this could be somebody you just happen to see that walks in your neighborhood. It could be somebody at your grocery store. It could be somebody where you're helping out somewhere. It could be the school where your kids go to school, right? And there's just a 
child that's talking to you. It could be anyone, you know, that's already not in your circles. But let's not look down and avoid people. Let's look up. Let's smile. Let's say hello. And if it presents itself, let's have a conversation. You know, but there's even a, there's a, a older gentleman gentleman that lives in my court that I see many days when I'm on a walk. And I was walking earlier uh, today with my dog. And whenever I see him, you know, I wave and I say, hello. And he waves back and then he's like, oh, I love you. I love you every day. You know, and he just, he just keeps on kind of talking to me and we, you know, banter back and forth for a few minutes. And then I'm still on my way to walk home. But literally that two minutes of conversation with him, it makes his day. And I don't mean just me when other people walk by as well, but it's that it's just not avoid. It's stopping to say hello or keep walking and have the conversation, but it's looking people in the eyes and speaking, whether it's just a hello, how are you? Or you have a a deeper, longer conversation. Be friendly, be present, right? In that moment, find things out about people. And I mean, in a good way, in a positive way, not in a gossipy kind of way. Uh, So this is why I think it's so important that we show up in real life, not just on social, not just watching online church videos, which I've been there and done that. I'm, there's nothing wrong with that at all. As long as you're not replacing time with other people in person, connection, right? Sitting at a table, sitting around a fire, you know, having coffee, whatever it is, however you want to connect. As long as we're not replacing those things where we're meant to live in community, fellowship, right? We're supposed to see people, look them in the eyes. Just don't replace those things that you do online or that you're not doing at all, right? You're just avoiding or you're staying home. So, and if this is hard for you, I, I get that. And I know some people are still, feel out of sorts in some ways. Take baby steps. Maybe your goal is in the next week or the next month, you just do one new thing that brings you together with someone else. It can be one person if that's more comfortable for you. But don't always wait for the invitation, although I think we should be, you know, giving out invitations to people regularly. But don't wait for the invitation from someone else always. Go and invite someone else, even if it feels scary. What's the worst that can happen? They say, I'm not available. No big deal. Try again. Try a different time, a different day. Invite someone else. I think we have to less often feel so offended or be afraid of the outcome instead of just thinking, I'll just try and having no worry about it. I actually was at a reunion, I guess about a month ago, and a guy had come up to me and the person you're talking to. And I honestly, at this point, I don't even remember if he was saying something to me or the other girl. But the point was, is he was like, yeah, um, one of us looked familiar to him, but he didn't really you know, know if we really knew each other. And so he was, you know, he was hesitating, like he wouldn't come over, but he did. And, you know, we ended up having a really great conversation. And I said like, oh, well, don't ever not, like, don't let the worry, oh my gosh, what if they think I'm silly? What if they think, uh, you know, who, who is this person? Don't do that. If you just had that impulse, like, oh, I should, right. I should go there. I should go invite them. Don't let then your moment of fear, your moment of worry or anxiety, don't let it stop you, right? 
let's get out there because I promise once you do, and once you're willing to be open and vulnerable with other humans, over time, you will get a benefit from that, right? You'll feel happier. You'll be able to start connecting with people at a deeper level. And I shared on another episode, but it was about cultivating friendships. And it talks about how many hours, and it's a lot of hours to get people from an acquaintance friend to like a close, close confidant. And I don't remember the number off the top of my head. You can go back and listen to that episode. That was maybe two months ago. But the point is, so you do have to put in the time. You have to invest the time and the effort and the attention into your real life relationships, right? This is with your children, if you have them. This is with your spouse. And this is with your friendships and your community. So it doesn't matter how you serve. It doesn't matter how you choose to do fellowship and how you do choose to do close relationships. It just matters that you make people, loving people, caring for people, serving people, connecting with people, make that a priority in your life. I promise when you ask people, um, there was the woman that wrote the blog and then a book about the five regrets of the dying. And one of the regrets is that they didn't spend enough time or they didn't say the things that they wanted to say to the people that mattered most to them, or that they didn't, they didn't really, uh, what do you call that? They didn't really work on having deep friendships. Like that was a regret of some of the people. So don't look back on your life and think, oh, I should have worked less. I should have watched less Netflix. I should have been less alienated and just put yourself out there. I promise there's groups for everything. There's singles groups, there's couples groups, there's mom groups, right? There's there's so many things you can do. There's so many things or ways you can connect with people. So today I just want to encourage you, go and show up into your life in real life. You know, not just if you're at a job, I'm talking about in your personal life, in your service life, in your faith-based life. Go and show up, right? Where you can connect. You can get a real hug from somebody You can see them speaking. You can see their laughter or their sorrow. So that's it. I hope you have a beautiful day. And until next time, have a great week. Thanks again for listening. And if you would like to be encouraged and lifted up, I have a seven-day encouragement challenge. If you'd like to sign up, go to faithfueledwoman.com and just enter your email address and you will be sent seven days of Christian encouragement and inspiration to your inbox. Thanks again for listening to Faith Fueled Woman. If you enjoyed the show, we would love it if you would share it with a friend. And if you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it helps us get discovered by more people to spread more hope in the world. Thanks again for listening in.